Hello, sweet ones, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I have created this space to nourish you with guided meditations, to support your healing journey with Reiki practices, and to inspire, lead, and teach developing healers and intuitives. I invite you now to breathe deeply, to open your mind, to expand your heart space, and to call your soul to rise to the surface as you settle in to receive these offerings. Let's get started. Hello, hello, sweet one, and welcome back to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and thank you for joining me in day two of the Into the Chrysalis mini-series. So in the last session, the real focal point was around stepping into your power, which means that we have to step beyond this definition of, you know, defining ourselves as these physical bodies and as the stories that we've lived through. Usually we let our body and our stories define who we are. And so stepping into your power, being proactive is the first step in conscious transformation because it is saying that no matter what has happened in the past from this point forward I am taking full responsibility for my happiness for my fulfillment I am identifying as the soul this divine spark inside of myself so we can no longer move through life and blame our inner world on the outer world. Instead, we take full responsibility for our inner world. And as we do, we start to shape and shift the outer world in miraculous ways. In today's session, my favorite session, we are going to talk about living with purpose on purpose. Every single one of us We are specially equipped with talents and abilities and callings that give us the potential to make a needed contribution to the world. This idea of living with purpose, on purpose, this idea of soul purpose is often referred to as dharma um, in Sanskrit. And so those of you who are yogis probably have some exposure to this idea already. In many ways, dharma, this sole purpose, is not actually personal. It's not based on our own ideas and whims and wishes and concepts. It is actually based on what is already mysteriously within us at birth. And this can be really confusing because we are so conditioned to think one way. This idea of the pursuit of happiness in the West, media and culture has kind of painted this picture that the pursuit of happiness is about amassing wealth and fancy objects. And many of us pursue that path. We buy into that idea, into that sort of American dream idea only to arrive and realize happiness is not inside a Bugatti or inside a mansion or on the other side of a promotion. Our fulfillment in life 
comes from really identifying our soul purpose. Why are we here? How can we leverage the gifts and talents and abilities that we have been given to serve in a meaningful way? Krishna teaches in the Bhagavad Gita that you cannot be anyone you want. And that contradicts what a lot of new agey concepts say, like, oh, you can do anything. I don't think that's true. And Krishna says, you cannot be anything you want. You can only expect a fulfilling life if you dedicate your life to finding out who you are. So you have to find out who you are as opposed to striving to be who society tells you that you should be. And then we have to cultivate the courage to actually live the life we were born to live. And this requires surrender and a tremendous amount of bravery. In the Gospel of Thomas, there is a quote, and it says, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. What an incredibly powerful line. And again, just culturally looking at society right now, so many of us are chasing things that actually are not in line with our sole purpose because we have been conditioned to think that that's the answer and it's not. So what are we seeing? We're seeing huge, staggering numbers of people suffering depression and anxiety and not feeling content, not feeling alive, not feeling hopeful, not feeling connected. This work of identifying who you are and how you can serve will save you. When reflecting on this quote, and reflecting on what is destroyed. Author and yogi Stephen Cope in his book, um, The Great Work of Your Life. So it's The Great Work of Your Life, Stephen Cope. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's one of my favorite books, especially if you're interested in this topic. Um, But he was reflecting on this quote and what is destroyed when we don't bring forth what is inside of us. And he said, first, it is your energy Then it is the light in your eyes. Next, your faith, your hope, and eventually life itself. If you do not bring forth what is inside of you, it brings about an increased deadening of aliveness. And I'm sure we have all at one time or another felt this. This is a sign that you are not fully aligned with the truth, the wisdom, the purpose that is bubbling inside of your bones. And so this feeling, this increased deadening of aliveness, this loss of energy, the loss of the light in your eyes or the faith in your heart, these are symptoms of a life out of alignment. It is not a symptom of a life without a Bugatti or some fancy car or some flashy handbag. This is about your soul screaming, hey, pay attention, wake up. We have a mission. We have a purpose. We have something great to bring that can serve 
And when I say great, it doesn't mean that it has to be some huge headlining front page news. We each are here with a unique mission that can serve the people who are in our path. So what you might think of as insignificant, the way you shovel your elderly neighbor's driveway, the way that you show up and create meal trains for that family in the community that's in crisis, these little things, they have profound ripples. Tony Robbins, you've probably already heard his story, but his family was very, very impoverished when he was growing up. And at Thanksgiving, they were delivered a turkey dinner. And his dad tried to turn it away. He's like, we don't accept charity. But Tony Robbins was so touched because up to that moment in time, he believed that no one cared about you. No one else was looking out for you. And here on his doorstep were a few community members he had never seen, never spoken to, that had band together to create this beautiful holiday hamper for his family. And because of that, he made it a mission in his life to feed other families and he has fed tens of millions of families through the United States now. He has an entire foundation and that is what they do. So that one small act, that one small act created a tidal wave of change. So never underestimate the greatness of tasks that are done from the heart because we just don't have the capacity. We don't have the wiring. We don't have the mental functioning to fathom the ripples of our actions. Now, the good news is this. I know it can sound overwhelming, but everything you need to fulfill your life mission, sweet one, I promise you that it is already inside of you. Some aspects will arrive fully developed. You know, those kids that just like, they already have skills that are developed and they're like three And you're, wow, how do you know that? Some skills arrive fully developed. Others exist as a seed that needs to be nurtured. What our job is here and in the Into the Chrysalis workbook, there are a series of exercises that I take you through so that you can start to name, claim, and nurture your innate talents and abilities. And then what we want to do is start to focus your energies to get all of your talents and abilities working for a common aim. So this takes some self-study. And often there is a hesitation in, in doing these reflective exercises about your skills and your talents. But I want to make a little side note about there is a difference between honoring yourself and glorifying yourself. And if I had to bubble it down to like, if I had to distill it down to one difference, it would be this. Glorifying yourself is noticing your skills and abilities and using that to rank yourself as better than someone else. So you look at your skills, your abilities, you're like, oh, I'm so good at basketball, I'm so strong, and whatever those talents are, and that's why I am the best in the world. (laughs) Honoring yourself. Honoring yourself means You are looking at your skills and abilities and you're like, you know what? I'm really good at this. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. These are my skills. This is my little toolkit that I was given and that I have developed. 
And how can I use this toolkit to serve the world? So if you are honoring yourself, you're seeing your skills and abilities as gifts from God to do divine work. If you are glorifying yourself, you are seeing these skills and abilities as things that are yours that you should be praised for. It is not a valid excuse to say, oh, I'm not going to do this work because it, it feels conceited. You have to do this work. You have to uncover the talents and skills and abilities that you have so that you know what you can offer in service of the greater good. Now, the question is not if you are the best. So I know sometimes we lose sight of our talents because we feel inadequate compared to a celebrity or professional or just someone else in our circle even. The question is not what are you the best at? The question is what abilities do you have to draw upon to create and serve in the world in your own unique way? And I really want to hammer this home because sometimes our self-doubt, it doesn't just hurt us, but it it, it hurts others because instead of showing up, we hide. We hide away and we don't offer the love, the support, the encouragement. We don't offer ourselves in service because we are insecure. Right now, at this point in time, there are people whose lives you were born to touch there are people whose lives could be improved. People whose suffering could be diminished just by your presence. Just by you sharing those skills that you're like, I don't know if it's really good enough. It is enough. You are enough. And it's so easy to get stuck in our head thinking that, oh, when I'm here, I'll show up. When I have these skills or when I'm you know, ranked in the top three, then I'll start performing or no, start looking at how can you show up now? Show up in your wild, messy, imperfect, but fully alive and loving self with the intention not to shine like a superstar, but to serve, to serve, to help alleviate suffering, to help Bridge the gap between people to help bring the work of the divine into this wild world that we're living in. You have something inside you right now that is unique to you that has been placed there at this moment in time so that you can help others. You are not here by accident. You are not inadequate. You have been placed in this moment of time exactly as you are because you are what is needed in this moment, in this space, with the people whose lives you are here to touch. It's you. That's in you. So what we want to do is start to Get really honest about what's inside us and start to experiment with how we can bring these talents, these skills, these abilities forward in ways that are aligned with our soul purpose, in ways that can answer the call of the times, that can alleviate the deep, deep suffering that the world is in. 
So this dharma, my friend, is not really about you. It is not personal. This is collective. In the great tapestry of life, each of us has to weave our thread in. So we cast off any ideas that are grandiose, thinking, oh, I have to glitter and shine and be the absolute best. And we also cast off any ideas that we are inadequate or unworthy. We are all equal threads. And this tapestry only works if each thread shows up and weaves in its little part. So in the Into the Chrysalis workbook, as I mentioned already, there are a number of exercises that you will move through to help you identify your skills, your aptitudes, your abilities, your talents. If the course is not for you at this time, start noting in your journal the skills, abilities, aptitudes that you're already aware of. 80 to 90% of the skills needed to fulfill your life mission are abilities that are already known to you. The trick is to regain mastery of them. So transcending autopilot to really look at these gifts that you have and rescue them from the familiar routines and habits and ruts that we get into. So to look at them with fresh eyes and be like, how could this skill make a difference? How could I use this in a way that sets my soul on fire and supports and serves my community? As we identify these skills and aptitudes in the workbook, we then start to look at a process of lived experimentation. So just like with a scientific process, we're going to hypothesize. We're going to say, you know what? I think I could use these sort of three different skills in this unique way to serve. And then you're going to go out and you're going to try it. And then you're going to collect the data. You're going to look at it and either be like, yeah, this feels great and keep going. Or you might be like, hmm, it turns out maybe that's not perfectly in alignment. Maybe I need to rehypothesize. Maybe I need to create a new plan. But we start to live our life as a conscious experiment. And if you're wondering, well, how do I know? How do I know if this experiment was a success or not? Um, one of the things that we discuss in the course is how do you identify the higher self. So not the ego self, but how do you identify when you are in that state of flow, that state that is instead of an increased deadening of aliveness, it's just an increase of aliveness, right? So it's the opposite of repressing our gifts. When we start to use these and when we are on the soul path, we will start to recognize that we are showing up as our higher self. We will have experiences of unity. So experiences where viscerally you feel the oneness of life. Experiences of continuity where you start to really understand the eternal nature of life, that there is no end point. You start to absorb this understanding that transcends time. Your sensitivity starts to increase. And so you, of course, perceive the visible world, but you also start to 
perceive things that are beyond the senses. So you might start to notice a sharpening of intuition. And another sign that you are coming from the place of your higher self is that creativity blossoms. You see life with fresh, imaginative eyes. Everything is new. And you see yourself as a creative energy in the universe. And when you are moving from this place of your higher self, you experience the divine even in the most mundane moments. I read a line this week and it was on Instagram and I am sorry, I don't know who said it or who to quote, but this person was talking about how we don't actually need to like travel to all these sacred places and to to seek a special moment. He said the prayer rug is always under our feet. And when we are in that space of our higher self, not living from ego of separation and self-obsession, but really coming from higher self, coming from that divine spark inside of us, we start to perceive the divine everywhere, in everything. We start to perceive that prayer rug that is always under our feet. There is no moment more sacred than this moment. No place more sacred than the place you are in now. Take a deep breath and start to soften your body and start to remember that soul, that spirit, that fire inside you. Start to remember and reclaim the gifts, the talents, the aptitudes that have been planted as little seeds in your soul, in your mind, in your body. They are not there by accident. They are there on purpose because they are there to help you achieve your soul mission. And I believe that as we nurture these seeds and as we start to serve more fully in alignment with who we each really are, that is the best antidepressant. That is the best anti-anxiety drug. When you start living with the divine, for the divine, through the divine, things shift. When you start living from this place of your higher self, from this place of unity and sensitivity and creativity and reverence, the whole experience of life shifts. And so this second class in Into the Chrysalis is all about this and more. It's about identifying what is inside you and experimenting in ways that you can bring this forth. Because now is the time. Now is the time that we need to shed the old stories that you need to pursue happiness through objects. And we have to cultivate happiness and bring that into the world because the world is aching for meaning and fulfillment and love and connection. We cannot wait for these things to be legislated and brought in. It is nobody else's work. It is our work. Each of us taking full responsibility for who we are becoming, for how we are showing up, and for the difference that we are making. Hmm. I love this class. I love this class. And You know, you can even take this, like maybe it stirred something up inside you, but take this seed and start to see everyone around you and be like, wow, I wonder what their sacred seed is. 
I wonder what their highest calling is. It's in there. We all have it. And it is freaking magic. If you are jumping into the Chrysalis course, you have extensive questions in the workbook that will help you move through all of this. If you are not taking this course, start to just journal about what are the skills, start to explore and experiment with how you can weave them together to serve in a bigger way, in a greater way. And that exercise that I suggested in the last class where you do uh, interview a handful of people who are close to you, who love you, who you are not easily triggered by, that's important. (laughs) Um, Ask them, like, what do you see as my strengths? Where do you see me sabotage myself? What do you think my calling is? I know it sounds super scary to do that, but the insight you will get from that activity is remarkably incredible. And it will just accelerate this path of reflection so much for you. If you are jumping into the Chrysalis course, that whole interview process is outlined for you. Um, yeah, but that that will get you going. And tomorrow I will release, will release the third part of this mini series where we are going to start to look at the rewiring. So how do we start to shift the biology of habit and transformation to really step into this new person that we are becoming? Because transformation isn't about just shifting externals to get a new external result. Um, The process of transformation is a process of becoming the person who effortlessly embodies that result that we think we're after. And so there's a bigger shift. There's a process of becoming. So in the next section tomorrow, we will look at the biology of habit and transformation and start to even just chat a little bit about the process of change. All right, sweet one. Until next time, so much love to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this free Into the Chrysalis mini-series. I hope it will open your mind and heart to new possibilities and to a deeper understanding of who you are and the power that resides inside you. For some of you, this mini-series will be enough to get you started. You can take this info, do some self-reflection, read some of Joe Dispenza's books, and take advantage of the free Joe Dispenza-inspired meditations that are here on my podcast. This might be enough for you. If you are wanting more support, if you are wanting to move through this process of transformation with more ease, insight, information, and support, then the self-paced Into the Chrysalis online course might be ideal for you. And to make this a little easier, I am offering a reduced price of just 99 Canadian dollars. Uh, That is $200 saving off the regular price. To take advantage of this, you can visit the link in the show notes and type in soul medicine. That's one word as the coupon code at checkout at the checkout to take $200 off the price. And this offer will be valid until June 1st, 2023. As always, I love, love, love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Liz Nerland. Uh, Find me on there and send a message. Let's keep 
this conversation going and connect more deeply. Sending you so much love and look forward to hearing from you. Take care.